Do you have a reservation? What's the name? Oh, yes. Here you are. So glad you're here. I've been expecting you. I'm Tori Shira. But you already knew that, didn't you? Are you ready to fall in love with your direct sales business and purpose again? Well, then you're in the right place. Welcome to Girl Boss Rehab. Hey, Girl Boss family. I am so excited to be here. And y'all, I am sitting here in just straight obedience. And I wasn't sure exactly what today's topic episode would be on, but God is faithful and he has given me something in particular, which I think will resonate with a lot of you. So back in December, our campus pastor, Justin Raby, gave a message on looking for a savior. Christmas time, right? Like, of course, that makes sense. But the passage that he talked about at some point during that sermon Please forgive me. I've slept somewhat since then um, (laughs) and really hit home. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is so on point, so good, so timely is Acts 18 verses 24 through 28. So bear with me. I'm going to read it to you because my assumption is that if you're anything like me, that you are doing a thousand different things while you're listening to a podcast, whether that is cleaning the house, doing laundry, driving a kiddo to one or two or three different activities. And so I'm just going to read it to you. And that way you don't have to pause and try to go find it or try to read and drive, which I do not recommend. So Here we go. And I'm not great with the pronouncing, pronouncing, oh boy, saying all their names right. Let me put it, is that, that's a better way of saying it. See, I was, I haven't clearly had enough coffee yet today. Okay, so here we go. A Jew named Apollos, a native Alexandrian, an eloquent man who was competent in the use of scriptures, arrived in Ephesus. He had been instructed in the way of the Lord. And being fervent in spirit, he was speaking and teaching accurately about Jesus, although he only knew of John's baptism. He began to speak boldly in the synagogue. After Priscilla and Aquila heard him, they took him aside and explained the way of God to him more accurately. When he wanted to cross over to Achaia, the brothers and sisters wrote to the disciples to welcome him. After he arrived, he was a great help to those who by grace had believed, for he vigorously refuted the Jews in public, demonstrating through the scriptures that Jesus is the Messiah. Okay, there's a lot to unpack under that. But what I loved and what hit home so much about this was the word accurately and the word fervent 
and boldly. Those are just some of the words that really struck me. Okay. So Apollos is eloquent. So he can speak well. It comes naturally to him. That's what that makes me think of, right? So the gifting of speaking is there for him. However, while he had competent use of the scriptures, he only knew of John's baptism. So he accurately knew John's baptism because it does say he had been instructed in the way of the Lord and being fervent in spirit, he was speaking and teaching accurately about Jesus. Although he knew only John's baptism. That's all he knew. But he was speaking boldly in a synagogue. So he didn't know everything. And it makes me think that he didn't pretend to know everything either because he was speaking accurately. He shared what he knew boldly, accurately, and was fervent in the spirit, being obedient. He was being obedient. How many times do you and I stop because we don't know everything about the situation, right? Don't you think about like, oh, yeah, I know a little bit about that, but I I don't know the rest. I mean, you know part of it and you know that part really well, but you don't know the rest of it. And so you're like, wow, I I really can't move forward or, you know, the people are going to want to know the end of the story and I can't give them the end. But right there, because he was speaking boldly in the synagogues, God showed up and gave him Priscilla and Aquila, who took him aside and explained the way of God to him more accurately. So they gave him more. They gave him the extra knowledge, the extra of God, although he was still doing what God called him to do, even though he didn't know all of it. I get stuck because I don't have it all figured out yet. Originally, when we started my co-host of Unlikely Housewives, you've heard her on this podcast before in some previous episodes, we didn't know everything. And that scared the living crap out of me because I was like, we can't speak on this. Or how are we going to talk like when we don't have all the answers? But without putting words to it, God gave us that confidence to speak to where we were and to what we did know. And he's faithfully showed up every single time after. Every single time where we think we're like, oh, Gosh, are we out? Like, is this, have we reached our limitations of what we can share of the faithfulness of the love, the the compassion, what Christ has done for us in our lives? Is that, you know, have we run out of things to say? And without a doubt, he shows up, whether that's a chance meeting on Instagram, a connection at a networking event, or a, an experience that flips our world upside down. And he says, here, I've got more. I've got another way for you to show my glory, my love, my compassion. He shows up every single time. We don't always know how he's going to show up or what it's going to look like, but he does. 
Another example of this is I do podcast coaching. And in previous episode, you've heard the adventures of podcasting about some of the services that I offer because I love this industry so much. I'm obsessed with it because I think it is so amazing how anybody and everybody can share a voice and share their stories or share someone else's stories and the things that podcasts have done from creating communities for people all the way to solving 20-year-old murder crimes. I mean, y'all, I mean, the things that podcasting in general has accomplished in the last 10, 15 years is unreal. One of the things that I learned a month, a month after Tracy and I started Unlikely Housewives was I taught myself how to write a press release. Now, I was like, okay, I can figure this out. I know press releases are good in marketing. I have a little bit of a background in marketing and communications. And so like, I can do this. I can figure this out. And so God just led me to take steps of writing a press release and and then giving me ideas of who to send it, how to send it, how to follow up on it and all the things. I just kind of formulated that together. That was, I've never written a press release before in my entire life. Then, God used that press release to get news coverage, multiple news spots for Tracy and I in that podcast, Unlikely. And that just opened a whole new world to us and community to us for our podcast, which obviously was incredible. Well, fast forward to August of that year, I went to a podcast convention. And it was really important to me because I wanted to meet people in the industry face-to-face. I wanted to ask them the questions. The classes are always great. The speakers are always great. But I really just wanted to get to know and meet the community of podcasters. And one of the things that I heard, like an offhanded remark from one of the speakers, was press releases. Why don't you do press releases? And it was just a quick side note from somebody who owns a a podcast or he's an editor on a podcast website. And I was like, oh, see, I was like, ah, I need to do that, knowing that I was going to start Girl Boss Rehab and hadn't done one yet. And so I was like, oh, mental note. Well, some of the other people that I had made connections with over that conference, they also heard him say press releases. So like as we're talking in just conversation and come to find out those people I had met were actually people who had podcasts about how to podcast. And they had offhanded mentioned to me about like, oh, yeah, the press release. I'd never even thought about that. And I was like, oh, well, I did a press release and I actually got national news coverage for it. And they were like, say what? You've done this before? And I was like, yeah, all right. So fast forward to just January, I think, while I recorded it and then I submitted it. And then I ended up being on the episode of Podcasting Made Simple and sharing my knowledge of press releases. Y'all, 
I only know what I know. I was only sharing this one piece, one piece of podcasting, one simple piece. It's not talking about like how many downloads. It's not talking about, you know, topping the charts. It's simply a way to get your podcast more visibility. And that's all I know and was successful at it. And like God was like, I want you to share this idea. And just by being obedient in that and not taking that what I can share is accurate. It's accurate. It works. I know it does. But because I've shared that and was bold in that, I've met other people now who were talking and they're helping me with other things and other aspects of the podcast. And they're making sure that there's a community to greet me when I go to another conference in August and potentially in September. Like the relationships I'm making because of that is incredible. While it is not sharing the gospel, it is sharing boldly something that God has given me and people coming alongside and saying, hey, let us help you and make your message clear, help you make your message more accurately and give you a bolder vision for it and then go out and you can share that. That's amazing. And I think too many times we get scared that we don't know enough, that I know this chapter of the Bible really, really well. I'm not going to bring it up in conversation because, golly, I hope she doesn't ask if there were dinosaurs on the ark. Yeah, okay. Like, I've been there. I know the feeling, the awkwardness of, I don't know what I'm going to say if they... If I say something and I open this door, I don't know that I can close it with all of the, I I can't answer all of her questions about God, about where the devil comes from, and we're so afraid to speak. But let me assure you, sometimes if you know what you know, whether that is something that God has given you a gift in or he has you know, his word, and you just know this one chapter or this one verse really, really well, and you're given an opportunity to share that, he can open so many doors for you. He can put somewhere in your space that is listening to you speak on that accurately and boldly and fervently. And then those People that are there in that spot that he has placed specifically for you can take you inside and say, that was awesome. Now, let us help you expand that and go deeper so you can share that even more. And we want to introduce you to more people to share that message. Now, flip this to business. You have decided to chase Christ instead of a rank an incentive, a promotion, a trip, a prize. You have decided to chase Christ in your business. You have decided that and seen God's faithfulness as you have not posted on social media every single day as if you're trying to sell every single moment or you've only switched to one social media channel, even though you know, the uplines and and everybody in the network marketing or your business industry says, no, you need to be on all the social platforms. 
you need to be posting over here. You need to be posting over here. And if you're not posting three to five times a day, your people are not going to see it. And you have quieted that noise and said, no, I really feel like God is calling me to remove myself from Facebook or remove myself from Instagram. And this, I can post here and I can post what he's asking me to post, whether it's business, whether it's my services or it's products or whatever it is, even if it's just your family life in the gospel, and he's asking you to do that, and you're showing up in that one spot, boldly, accurately, fervently, don't you think that he is going to be faithful in that? Not just financially, but relationshiply. Relationshiply? Is that a word? I don't know. But you're going to gain relationships with people that are on the same page as you, that are going to give you more insights and more encouragement on how you're chasing after Christ and his priorities for your life rather than checking a box on your IPA sheet every single day. Isn't that the difference? When you are speaking boldly, it's not the confidence you have in yourself. It's the confidence you have in Christ. Let me say that again. When you are speaking boldly, it is not the confidence that you have. It is showing your confidence in Christ. That's where bold comes from. That's where the confidence and I don't know pieces A, B, and C, but I sure know piece D really well. And this is the lane that God's called me to speak in and to share with others and to love others well. And I'm going to speak it and I'm going to do this and the rest will come. And that's okay. Because here's the other thing too, is that your foot was made to walk. You have two feet so you can walk, so you can stand. Your foot does not have the same job as a hand. And that stands also for the body of Christ. As Christians, we so often compare ourselves when I'm looking at somebody who is an incredible author, who is an incredible person of faith, and she is rocking it in the mom world. She is rocking it on the PTA. She is loving the neighborhood well. She is doing all of the, I mean, she is hospitality a thousand percent. And I could look at that and go, what? I really, I know I need, you know, I need to be better. That I should really, oh, I wish I could do that. Or I, I wish I could and start comparing myself to her. But until I realize that her job is what the, the feet are supposed to do and my job is what the hand's supposed to do, there's no comparison. So once I accept my role in the body of Christ, my confidence goes up because I know, well, I know God doesn't make mistakes. And I know that while he didn't give me the gift of hospitality, he did give me the gift of networking. He did give me the gift of speaking. I'm not afraid to stand on a stage and talk. I have that gift. There are people in this world who that is their greatest fear is public speaking. That is not my fear. I don't have that. So once I accept that, my confidence is in exactly how Christ made me. You go, girl. You do your hospitality thing. That is not my lane. My lane is here. 
My confidence in Christ is here, and I will speak boldly and accurately and fervently on what God has given me and what I know, and that can change. Because transformation in Jesus is continual. It's not a one-time thing. And this is the perfect example of it. Apollos, he knows John's baptism. He knows scripture. He knows how to use scriptures in a competent way. He had been instructed in the way of the Lord. And yet, Priscilla and Aquila heard him. They took him aside, explained the way of God to him more accurately. Y'all, that's the point. We're going to transform as we are chasing Christ. We are going to transform as we are desiring him and his will for our life and chasing his priorities for us versus what the world says that we should be chasing. We don't wake up one day with a snap and say, I'm changed. Okay, I'm ready for heaven. Such a lie. If you're not dead, he's not done. I mean, that's it. This is what our life on earth is. It's sanctification. It's us transforming to be more like Christ. Us loving others and showing the love of Christ. It's bringing more glory for his kingdom. And so we're not done after we accept Christ. That does not end our journey. So I hope that you take a quick assessment of your gifts, your talents, what you've been given. And I hope that you are like Apollos, walking into a room, sharing boldly, fervently, and accurately what you know and what he has given you. And then I pray that he surrounds you with people. I pray that he surrounds you with the Priscilla's and the Aquila's to bring you in and go, okay, let's tell you more. So you can go out and share that more and encourage you and say, you are doing awesome. Thank you for speaking boldly in front of these people. Now, there's a group of people that really, really needs you. And we're going to send them a text and tell them, hey, she is coming. And you guys are going to be so blessed by her spirit, her message, her gifts, her talents, and that you are going forward and then again speaking boldly in that space. All right, Girl Boss Rehab family. I love y'all. I'm so thankful for you. I hope that you've enjoyed so far that some of the crossover episodes that I've had with the Unlikely Housewives. I know it's a different voice on there with me. Tracy, love her dearly. And I know those topics. It's topics like those that really made me want to create Girl Boss Rehab because I love to dwell into more of that. And while that's not the focus of Unlikely Housewives, sharing some of those topics with you guys just is so sweet to me because that's where I started. And now I get to share those things with you. So there will be more of those that I'll drop in the feed, but there will be more of this. And I'm going to have some more guests coming up and 
I'm really excited about some of the people that I am lining up currently for this podcast. And it is going to be one heck of a year. So have a great rest of the week, GBR fam. And I will be here next week for you. Great session today. I'll see you back here next week. In the meantime, be sure to follow the real Shira on Instagram. And if you have any questions between this week and next week's session, be sure to email me at girlboss.rehab at gmail.com. And remember, God already factored in stupidity when he assigned us our mission and purpose. Mm-hmm.